Hey, you guys, what is good tonight? Okay, so I actually just finished watching um, a Disney decom. I'm actually going to be going over a lot of Disney decoms coming up, so get ready. I'm going to try to do them, like, one by one, but sometimes I'll do them, like, two by two if I don't have much to say about them. Um, so I'm going to do two, I guess, tonight in this episode because the first one I don't have much to say about, but we'll talk about it. There's some problematic stuff in this movie. There's problematic stuff in like many DCOMs of the 90s and stuff. But anyway, so the two movies we're going to talk about tonight are going to be Brink and the movie You Lucky Dog. So I'm going to start with You Lucky Dog because it came out before Brink. Um, And these are just two of the first movies that I watched uh, recently. I've seen them in my childhood, of course, Brink a million times. But like You Lucky Dog, I've seen a few times here and there. So You Lucky Dog is a movie about Kurt Cameron. I forgot his character's name. I, honestly, I'm so bad when it comes to this kind of stuff. I need to do more research. Anyway, so Kurt Cameron, uh, who is from the show... I was going to do The Wonder Years. He's not from The Wonder Years. He's from Growing Pains. There we go. Um, I, I grew up watching that show, too, because I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So, yeah. But anyway, um, so... Kurt Cameron from the show The Wonder Years is playing this... Basically, like, this dog whisperer kind of character he can he can communicate with dogs and um his character was successful um at the business so much so that he ended up getting his own practice um at some point though he kind of fell out of 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 that gig so he stopped talking to dogs um and instead of like you know being honest and telling people he lost the gift he just didn't so he just kept collecting money off of uh his so-called uh gift and so he ends up meeting uh, this dog named Lucky, who's owned by this very, you know, rich man, um, an older rich man who uh, has a butler or like a chauffeur. Um, and the chauffeur slash butler is played by um, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. So right now we have two iconic, like early, you know, 90s, late 80s icons in this movie. We've got Kurt Cameron and uh, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. So pretty cool. Anyway, so... Um, the older man takes his dog to Kurt Cameron. Kurt Cameron is like, you know, I'm kind of out of the, out of the game. You know, I, I really don't do this anymore. And suddenly the dog, uh, Lucky, starts talking to Kurt Cameron's character. And he's kind of like, I don't know how this is possible because I haven't talked to a dog in a long time. So the dog kind of starts talking to him. And not only does he talk to him, he kind of can control how Kurt Cameron responds to things and how he, like, he changes his, like, whole you know, mindset. And so Kirk Cameron, like, actually becomes a dog. Like, not, you know, becomes a dog, but, like, basically becomes a dog while still maintaining his human form. Um, so he ends up thinking a lot like Lucky, and they kind of communicate on this level. So he ends up, you know, telling the the older man, like, hey, you know, I, I'm not going to do this. I can't really do it. Take your dog and go. Um, but before you go, I have to tell you, beware of, of you know, your relatives. Uh, they're kind of shady. And the old man is convinced because the old man is like, I didn't even tell this guy about my relatives being shady people, but he already knows. So something must have gone on uh, with Lucky because, you know, Kurt Cameron's character kind of goes into like a private room with a dog where they have to be alone. Um, But he also has like an assistant in in this movie who's like, I I mean, I don't know if she's really much of an assistant because she's kind of like, she works at, at the, she works for him. Yeah, I guess. But like, she's like his secretary. There we go. But she kind of is like out on her way out as well. So anyway, um, what ends up happening is the old man ends up dying and basically Lucky is now left by himself. Um, and so his like case manager comes and she basically tells Kurt Cameron like, Hey, you know, this man died. His dog Lucky inherited all his money, his fortune, his house. And he wanted you to be Lucky's 
caretaker. You, who he's only known for like two seconds. He wants you to be his caretaker, which means that he is now like, you know, um, owner, part owner of like a huge fortune and the dog. And his three relatives, the, the old man's three relatives are now kind of left out. So... Kirk Cameron ends up moving into this huge mansion. And he's like, I can't believe I'm living here. And all I have to do is watch out for this dog. Should be easy. Um, And from the moment he gets there, Lucky is just kind of like, you know, invading his brain. He's trying to, you know, to, to, um, by the way, I'm sorry. uh, The the family ends up trying to sue him, basically, to get the the money uh, from, from the old man's estate. They have to prove that he is like, you know, mentally unfit to take care of Lucky. And of course, because he talks to dogs, we can already see where this is going to go, right? So... From the first night he's there, like I said, Lucky kind of starts pulling antics with him. He doesn't mean he's a dog, but anytime Lucky gets excited, then it it triggers Kirk Cameron's character to, like, basically become, like, a second version of him, except he's human. So they start freaking out all over the house. They're messing up the house, the backyard, and the the two maids who work for the old man are like, yeah, we're leaving. We're done. We're, We're done here. You know, our employment's over here. This guy must be crazy. So already he's proving that he cannot be trusted, I guess, in the eyes of some, um, which is gonna come back later, obviously. So the family members are trying to figure out what to do. They go to this shady lawyer who's like, yeah, I can, I can definitely help you guys, but I want 30% of whatever you guys get. And they're kind of like not for it, but it's better than nothing, right? They, they have no money at this point. They're, they're spoiled rich kids who, or rich people who, you know, have never had to work a day in their life because they've been living off this old man or whatever. So they're like, okay, let's do that. So they end up trying to break into the house to get lucky. And um, I should also manage like the Kate, the case manager is actually Kurt Cameron's real right. Will, oh, hello real wife it's late i'm sorry his real his real wife why can't i say that um who was also on the show growing pain and i i believe i heard a rumor back in the day that um they have this contract where they can only like do movies with each other again this is a rumor that i heard that um they wanted to play love interest in many things that they were in together that way there was no like you know intimacy with anybody else uh kurt cameron became like a very devout christian um on the set of growing pains which i think is awesome but it also makes me wonder if he found like if there was just so much toxicity going i'm sure there was so much toxicity going on that just kind of made him like just change his you know just change what could have been his ways i guess because you know we, we always hear that you know child stars at, at that time and even earlier and even now get into some weird stuff because of the adults that they surround themselves with so i wouldn't be surprised if he saw some stuff that like just was very, very shady. And he was very popular, you know, handsome guy, you know, in the 80s, you know, people really liked him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he saw some like really weird crap go down. And luckily, you know, he kind of, you know, didn't go down that road himself, you know, um, and he found his wife at a young age. Again, she played on the show Growing Pains as well. Um, I think she was like significantly older than him too, which is interesting. But anyway, so they ended up getting married and she plays the case manager in this film, which is his love interest. And she has a daughter and stuff. And, um, there's a few cute scenes between the two of them. But yeah, this movie, this movie has a lot of problematic points to it because it's all about trying to show that he's mentally stable enough and not crazy to, you know, to, to take care of this dog. And they, you know, they kept like, they didn't talk about it too much, but they do kind of like do some like unnecessary things with that so I was like okay so clearly you know they're they're kind of talking about mental health and you know what's what's weird and strange and stuff and so it was just it was I don't know like it's not very problematic but there are problematic moments um Brink has a few problematic moments as well let me tell you anyway so long story short 
the family ends up trying to break into the mansion and trying to steal Lucky the dog away from him. Um, it kind of backfires on them. And, you know, obviously, like I said, when Lucky gets excited, Kirk Cameron's character then turns into like, you know, kind of a mutt himself, which is what happens. And they try to prove it in a court of law that he's actually like not mentally capable to take care of the dog. Um, it's then when the case manager is like, okay, like you say, you can talk to this dog. Show me that you kind of turn into Lucky when, you know, he gets excited. So they basically prove that, um, he is capable, mentally, uh, stable enough to take care of Lucky. And not only that, but plot twist, which we all kind of saw coming is the old man was killed off by one of his relatives. I'm not going to tell you which one, but he was killed off by one of the relatives. So yeah, it basically ends with them all being happy. Um, the Kirk Cameron's character ends up with the wife and, and her kid. And Lucky ends up adopting like a crap ton of like... Well, he ends up adopting a crap ton of other dogs for Lucky to play with. So Lucky's not alone. And it's just... It's a cute, very simple Disney Channel original movie. That's exactly what that is. Um, at it's, at it's just... Yeah. It's easy to see why this is one of the first ones. I actually, when I watched it, when I was watching it, I was like, like, this entertained people? Like, I'd seen it before, and I guess I liked it as a kid, but I'm like, yeah, this is, like, I don't know, Disney Channel original movies now in my, well, not now, but, like, at one point in my opinion, had a lot of story, a lot of depth to them. And I'm not saying this movie isn't charming. It's very cute, but I'm just, that that's what it is. It's just a very cute, made-for-TV Disney movie. You know, a lot of the other ones, even, like, My Day with the President's Daughter um, and so many other ones have a lot going on in these films. There was not much going on in this movie. It was just very Kirk Cameron everywhere, the dog and the um, Uncle Phil, and that's pretty much what it was. There wasn't even, like, a lot, in my opinion. There wasn't even, like, a lot of scenes with, like, the three, like, you know, bad um, uh, relatives. Like, they, they, they were in it, but there wasn't, like, a ton, a ton of them in it. So it was just kind of odd. I felt like there could have been more staff um, that he had to, like, interact with. There wasn't enough. Like I said, the maids leave, like, you know, 10 minutes into their screen time, I think. And then it's just him and Uncle Phil for, for the rest of the movie. And he's got this big mansion, right? And he, you know, he's got to have like, you know, maids and butlers and stuff. And he only has him. So I was just kind of like, this is very, it needs, it needed more of a cast in my opinion. I think there should have been more of a cast to that film, but it, it is a cute movie, but it's not something I think a lot of people are going to go into and watch. And I end up giving that, um, by the way, I'm going to be rating these films as well, but I end up giving that one a six uh, slash six and a half. It's about a six and a half movie. It's, it's, it was entertaining enough for me to watch it all, but it definitely had boring points. Um, I did stop it a few times because I had other things that I was doing that I was more interested in. But at the end of the day, it was, it was a cute film and it reminded me how much I used to think Kirk Cameron was so cute. I, I did. I grew up thinking he was very cute. And his wife is a very pretty lady, very pretty. And I love Uncle Phil. So I was like, I love this cast. And there were a few of the other characters in the film too that I liked as well. So I was like, this is, this is cute. Kind of gives me those vibes. The judge, uh, the female judge, she actually plays in Sister Sister. She was a, a Congresswoman Hicks, I think, in that show. So she's been in uh, things as well. Um, I want to say all three of his, like, the, the, the old man's relatives have been in other things. I recognize one of them, but I just can't put my finger on what he's been in. He's been in so many, like, Disney things. He always plays, like, a little shady character, so he's been in a few different things. But yeah, it was, it was interesting, an, an, an interesting movie. And then one of the maids has been in, th- both of the maids have been in things. The one with the curly hair was in Even Steven. She played, I think, a coach um, in one of the episodes. Oh, she was either a coach. No, she wasn't a coach. She was a, a lunch lady. In one of the episodes. And then the other lady with the British accent, I've seen her in so many things as well, but I can't, again, I can't put her, like, my head around what she's been in. Um, next we're going to get into the movie Brink, which, y'all, I grew up loving Brink. Eric Von Detten was, 
Erfan Dedham was one of my 90s crushes. Him and the guy who plays his best friend in that movie, because they're both in the in the show So Weird. And I love them both in So Weird. So Weird is so cool. And it's actually the opposite, because in So Weird, he's the best friend of the like of Jack. Because there's uh, Fiona, her brother Jack, who's like the main boy on the show, and Clue, who's his best friend, played by Eric played by Eric Von Detten. So they, you know, they kind of switch roles in this. But I loved that movie. And um, I think his name is Vic. I don't know the, the bad guy's name. I forgot what his name is. Um, but him, I've actually met him a few times at Disneyland. I took a picture with him once as well. He's a sweet sweet guy every time I see him I'm like it's the guy from Brink he's been in so many other things too that I can't like always put my finger on but like he all he almost gives me like Power Ranger vibe I I swear he should have been a Power Ranger maybe he was one maybe I'm tripping maybe he was a Power Ranger I don't know but he he gives me that vibe like he 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 definitely played like made for TV movie jerk very well back in the day um but I I know I've seen him in other things I just can't place them but Brink is one of the Brink is the thing I know him from more than anything else I know him from Brink and um I love that movie but there's there's Brink is problematic in ways I didn't realize it until I watched it like earlier today okay so Brink is about a boy played by Eric Von Denton um I think his name is like what is his name it's like Alan or Alex or something I forgot his name whatever his name is in that film um but he has like a real first name but they call him Brink and he's a skater it's all about him being a skater and he's got like three best friends who are also skaters and they're going up against a rival team called the X-Blades who have now had sponsorship Blade uh Blade Brink and his friends are what they call soul skaters they just skate because they love it they're not about money they're about having fun they live by the beach it's very very cool I loved that movie growing up I was never really like a big big skater but I loved watching Brink um and so the other boy like I think like I said I think his name is Vic I don't know what his name is but I think that's his name he's part of the X-Blades he's the main character in that in that group and he's just like this big jerk he's always mean to Brink and his friends but they don't take it too hard because they're they're like jerks to him back like there's a scene where they put like earthworms inside of his food which disney stopped doing that i can count three different times disney has done that once in brink they did it also on the show um uh fill the future where i think pim puts like like worms in some girl's sandwich and it's always a sandwich right and then there's another one too that it happens to as well and it's also disney stop putting worms earthworms in people's food that's disgusting that's so nasty oh, that's nasty that's so gross but it, it's happened a few times in disney movies it's so nasty disney stop doing that it's not funny well i guess in, in the case of phil of the future it's actually like a tv show but either way it's gross stop it anyway so yeah, so they go, you know, they kind of go at each other back and forth, but Brinks, oh, by the way, I should mention that one of the girls, uh, the girl on in the movie, I think she was on a Nickelodeon show. She had her own show, but she's also in the movie Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Brinks' little sister in the movie is from the movie Smart House, so she's going to look familiar as well. The mom has been in a few different things too. I, I oh my God, what, I just thought of what, something she was in. She had her hair pulled back and then she had those like glasses that like connect to like a chain what was that? I can see her doing it and she's like taking off her glasses for a reason what was that oh it's gonna bug me but the mom like they've all been in other Disney like related movies I can't she kind of reminds me of the mom from the first Richie Rich film it's not her but that's who she reminds me of what is she from I can't even think of it anymore anyway so so yeah so 
Brink and his friends, you know, they they they, they act like they don't want uh, sponsorship, but Brink kind of needs it because his dad is actually out of work right now. He's like on medical leave or something, and he's not sure how much longer he can be on medical leave. So the mom is the only one that's like, actually supporting them financially, which is kind of refreshing, actually, in a Disney movie, you know, of the '90s to see that, you know, that dynamic. The dad is a jerk, though. The dad is a real big jerk. He's he's oh my god, he's always on Brink's case. So, so if like Brink is happy, the dad has a problem. But then when Brink gets sad later on in the film, the dad has a problem. The dad is just a jerk. And also, he's very team his daughter. Very, you know, very on her side. Because, you know, the, the, the siblings have, like, this sort of, like, you know, sibling rivalry, of course. And he's very team the little girl. Until there's one point in the film where, you know, um, Brink's dad tries to get him a job. Because he wants a job. I'll, I'll go back to that. But he wants a job. And Brink's dad is like, oh, I got you a job. It's, you're going to be, like, babysitting dogs. And he's like, I've never really babysat dogs before. And he's like or animals and he goes to his his uh the sonny of uh, the dad goes well you babysit your sister it's the same thing and i'm like like you know he's like well you know he's like i've never babysat an animal he's like you babysat your sister it's the same thing i'm like are you serious like you you're always on her side you're always team your daughter and here you are basically trashing her to your son dude you are a trash with a capital t you are you are a problem dad you're a problem anyway so yeah so brink ends up needing money and basically one of the boys on the rival team the x-blades gets hurt and it's it actually it's zach from the power range from the og power rangers it is zach the black ranger mr fine he ends up getting injured and so um they want brink to fill in his in his place but of course with the rivalry and with brink you know being like i'm a soul skater i would never skate for money you know he doesn't want his friends knowing that he's doing this and he he goes to his dad tells his dad like hey it's 200 dollars a week if i can do this thing the dad for whatever reason just says no because he's like no you know skating is gonna ruin your life you've gotten to a fight over it at, in school over skating like no i'm not about this life like no the dad is like the dad is irritating his crap like the mom is cool but she's not cool because she's she's one of those parents who's like she doesn't want to make waves which i hate that like seriously go to bat for your kid be like what the hell's wrong with you dude like stop stop always having a problem and just let our son do what he wants to do he's trying to make us money because you're being a bum right now you're you're like you're not going back to work you loser okay like not to say anybody who doesn't have a job is a loser or anybody who's on medical leave is a loser no but i'm saying this guy because he has a problem with like literally everything his son does if his hair blows in the wrong direction his dad's gonna have a problem with it so you know what dad shut up and, 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 and be a loser okay go sit in the corner shut up i'm so mad with the dad I, i'm irritated with him i want him to get punched every five minutes so anyway you know brink ends up joining the other team and he's trying to keep it a secret from his friends and from his dad since his dad said no so he has to keep it a secret but he's working double time right because he's working with the exploits he's working with his own team to act like everything's cool and then he's also like working this dog grooming business so he's just very tired um <clears throat> at one point his friends hear that the ex- that the exploits have a new teammate and this is where the first problem comes for me when it comes to Brink. So Brink Brink pulls the old white lady who calls the cops on black folks who is, but is actually in on it. Like, no, I'm serious. Because what ends up happening is like, they're like, you know, oh yeah, I heard the exploits have a new member. And he's like, oh yeah, I heard it's like this big Indian guy. Or I think he's like Asian or something. Yeah, that big guy. And I'm like, what the what like so you're just trying to throw like suspicion completely off of yourself knowing that it's you like you are trash sir so then 
they go to like this like finals competition, whatever. And of course, you know, his teammates are, you know, well, let's just go, let's just go check it out, see what our competition is going to be like, because we're going to, you know, skate against him in the big race, whatever. So they go and they go to the race and they see that it's Brink. And the friend is like, that guy doesn't look uh, Asian or, or Indian at all. And she's like, the girl's like, because he's not, that's obviously Brink, right? So <laughs> the next scene, they go to this hill and, uh, you know, it's Brink and the exploits and the exploit, the, the main guy's being a dick to Brink because that's what he does all the time. He's such a jerk. He's such, I think his name is Val. Maybe it's not Vic, maybe it's Val. Either way, he's a jerk. He's a jerk to him. So they're going to go skate down this hill or whatever. And, you know, Brink's ex-team comes up and like, hey, we were going to skate here. And, you know, the guy's like, well, too bad we have it right now, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the girl goes like, hey, this is, I thought this was a free country. Like, we should be able to do what he wants. We should be able to do what we want. And Val or Vic, whatever he, he says, goes, well, if you don't like it, go back to Mexico. And I was like, see, no, like what we're not going to do. And I think she says like, I'm, I'm, I think she's on Puerto Rican or something. And she calls him stupid. But I was like, bruh, this is the, what? Like, this is twice now to Disney twice in the same movie, like in less than like 20 minutes, like. Disney, Disney, stop. Like, Disney, stop. I was too through. I was like, you know, I'm done. And his friends are laughing and shit. All these, like, white guys are just laughing. And I'm like, I'm irritated with this movie. I'm, I'm already done. I'm already done. I'm already irritated. You need to stop. So basically, um, you know, Brink decides, you know, hey, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the exploits, but I'm doing it for my family. I need this money. His team is not trying to have it. He quits the exploits, like, a few times because the guy's just a dick to him. So eventually he turns against the exploits, and even um, homie Zach, who, like, ends up getting better at the end, kind of, like, turns on the exploits, too. He's like, I don't want to be part of this team. I'm too through with this team. I'd rather hang out with you guys. He doesn't become, like, a member of Brink's team, which I thought would be cool if he did, but he kind of just doesn't. He's just kind of, like, I guess, like, not necessarily neutral ground, but he's just more on Brink's side or whatever. Because um, I thought, honestly, I thought they should have all just left Val and just joined Brink's team. Because, like, the hot blonde guy who says nothing in the whole movie seems like he's, like, whatever. He's kind of neutral, sort of. And then the other guy, like, the short guy with the spiky hair, like, like he looks like he's a member of the group five. He seems to be, like, really cool with Brink, but he stays with Val's team or Vic's team, whatever. So I was like, the x should just join up with Brink's team have like a full-fledged team of like seven eight skaters and say screw Val or Vic whatever his name is oh yeah there's two girls on the team too but we never see them they're just kind of like hype women which I'm like that's blamed like do they skate do they not skate what like what is the point of them I don't understand like if they skate cool put them on Brink's team if they don't what is the point of them why do these guys need hype girls I don't understand that anyway so by the end of the film it's a race between Brink's team and, and the main guy's team and honestly I was zoning out but Brink's team wins and, you know, his dad's cool with him. And it ends, you know, happily. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, it's one of my favorite Disney decoms, especially of the 90s era, uh, with, like, Xenon and, and, and I think Smart House might be 2000s, but Xenon, Smart House, whatever. Um, Halloween Town. So, um, Up, Up and Away, great movies. Like, really, really good movies at that time. But, yeah, like, I can't wait to watch more of them and, and, and point out, like, little things like not just not just the problematic things but also like you know oh hey this person's connected to this person because they were in this thing like it but either way Brink was really good I gave it a solid like eight and a half because it's not my favorite movie but it's definitely a very decent movie like I love Eric Von Detten in this film um he went on to do you know obviously so weird and he also did uh Princess Diaries just the first one so I really do like Eric Von Detten I wish he was in more I wish all of them actually had more of a career outside of Brink or you know a few of the things that they appeared in. Um, 
but yeah, like it, it was, it's a really good movie. So that's pretty much it for this one. I watched Brink and I watched You Lucky Dog. Both are on Disney Plus. You can watch them now or whenever you choose to. Um, to be clear again, uh, the numbers of this scale is uh, You Lucky Dog is about a six and a half out of 10. And I would say that Brink is an eight and a half out of 10. It's, it's not, like I said, it's not top tier for me personally, but it's still a really good movie. Um, and I mean, maybe it's never could change. I guess if, if there's like worse films out there, I, I imagine there's a lot of worse ones, but I don't know. I, I, I think an eight and a half is a, is a good movie. It's, it's, it's better than, you know, a seven or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, it's, it's obviously really good. Um, we're going to get into more. Like I said, we're going to get into more. I think there's Ready to Run. There's Horse Sense. A lot of other ones, too. So we'll see what happens with those. But yeah, there were just certain moments in these movies that I'm like, okay. So the first one is talking about, like, mental health and kind of making a little bit of jabs. Not too many, like, not nothing, like, too serious. Like, nothing like that. But I just, I don't know. Like, when he told her to go back to Mexico, I was too through. I was like, you know what? Nope. This did not age well. None of these two films age well. Well, I mean, uh, You Lucky Dog didn't age as bad. But Brink, certain things said in that movie did not age well. He really said to these people, his friends, yeah, it was some Asian or some Native American dude. Bitch, it was you. It's a blue-eyed, blue-eyed, blonde-haired white boy. Why you trip? Why you lying? Whoa, foul. Brink, that is foul. Brink, that is foul. Girl, that is foul. Like Brink is that lady. Brink is that lady. Brink is that Brink is that lady. Brink is low-key a Karen. Brink is low-key a problem. <laughs> Y'all, he did that. He really, he really did that. And you know what's funny? When I was looking at the ensemble cast too, I was like, first of all, first of all, this is not even believable because I don't see very many brown folks in this movie, period. Besides black boy, uh, the black guy, you know, Zach and the um the um Hispanic girl. That's the only ones I see in this whole damn movie. So who is he talking about? Like that would have been really easy to spot at the high school they go into schools in, in in this cast of characters. That would have been really easy to spot. Cause so I'm like, well, let's see. Um, I only see like two minorities up in here. So if they're looking for this new X Blades person, he shouldn't be hard to spot. Cause honestly, the whole team is just now that Zach is off the team, the whole team is a whole bunch of white guys, and there's no problem with that. But I'm saying like he would have been he would have stuck out on that team like a freaking sore thumb if all the other boys on the team are white guys and most of them have like decent length hair so you know what i'm saying like he would have he would have been easy to spot out of them and he said he was like this real tall dude as well so i was kind of like yeah he you're, you're just making your case worse like you're, you're just making it worse like the description you gave us was basically the rock joined their team if you can't spot the rock out of that team you got a problem sis i just don't know i don't know but anyway so that's the end of this one uh like i said brink and you lucky dog are both available to watch on disney plus um i i recommend watching both of them i know that some people probably won't finish you lucky dog um i think you should because you lucky dog like for me, it's in the realm of like Hounded and uh, there's Hounded and there's, um, what was the other one called? There's Hounded and what was the other one I liked? One has Taj Mari in it, which I think might be Hounded and the other one has Kyle Massey in it. Um, is that always, is that one also called You Lucky Dog? What is that one called? I don't remember. Hounded was good too though, but yeah. 
I don't remember what that one was called. I'm forgetting one of the names. I don't know. But anyway, there's a lot of dog films. I would say out of all the dog movies, this one is my least favorite. But at the same time, it's still an interesting enough watch. So yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And yeah, check out those Disney decoms. We'll come back with another one very soon. Peace.